Welcome to Young and Adulting, a podcast of the Young Adults community at Christ Fellowship Church. Our hope is to create a safe place for authentic conversation around the ins and outs of life as we all try to navigate following Jesus in the world we live in today. Thanks for joining us and welcome to the conversation. Well, welcome back to the Young and Adulting Podcast. I'm so excited that you're with us today because we got my friends Carissa and then Pastor Jimmy yes. Rollins. What's up, what's up, what's podcast. up? Let's go. Man, this is exciting. This summer you preached a message that just ripped the roof off. <laughs> so, hey, you need to go back on our Christ Fellowship YouTube app. You need to go watch that. It's incredible. But we're so honored that you're here with us today. Absolutely. It's an honor to be here Everybody, Christ Fellowship, yep. I'm honored. It was amazing yesterday. I there's no better feeling than being around some young world changers. I Let's love it. Come on. Go. I love it. I love it. Hey, Pastor Jimmy, you are, you're from where? Tell us. Uh, I live in Annapolis, Maryland. Okay. Um, and uh, I was born and raised uh, right there in our county. I went to my, went to the same high school my dad went to. All right. My kids it. went there. And so got roots there and, and uh, I've kind of been dating you know, West Palm Beach a little bit. Yeah. It's kind of nice here. I know. Yeah, You've been dating. spending a lot of time in West Palm Beach. And, <laughs> yeah. and and here's the truth. We've got a lot of people from up north moving down yeah. here. Yeah. So I, I want you to be real with us. Don't lie. Okay. Don't lie. What is like the best part about okay. spending time in West Palm? Yeah. And what do you hate about it? Oh, wow. I would say the best part is palm trees. Like we don't have palm right. trees up north. And uh, it just looks like you guys live vacation. It's like not fair. We do. Right? Mm-hmm. Like do. you wake up every day. It's yep. beautiful. It's sunny. I'll say the worst part is the humidity. I'm telling you, yep. you mm-hmm. walk, especially, yes, you know, being dark skinned, you put lotion on, you walk out, you sweat immediately. <laughs> oh. You know, y'all don't know nothing about that. But well, well that's a diversity talk later. But, <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. but uh, uh, there's really not a bad part. Yeah. I, I love it here. I love the people. I love this church. I love your pastors. Some of my our closest friends and um and here we are and i love you guys Aww. absolutely thank you We're hey, glad we, you're here. yeah we really are and i know like god has been stirring something up in your heart yeah. for our young adults around yeah. serving yeah so i'd love for you to share just a little bit about what god's speaking to you wow serving serving is is i mean i, I don't know if i found this out until later in life because i hated serving and i'm not the guy like like would ever like work like at, at, as a waiter uh, cause like serving other people is like, you deal with their attitudes, you deal yeah. with all of their needs, you deal with all of their things. And so mm-hmm. I, I'm kind of one of those guys, I'm hard on a server, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Cause I feel like if you're serving and you signed up and that's your job, then yes. you should be happy to okay. serve me. Yeah. Right. Like at a I'm restaurant, right. Like in so yeah. bad service, I'm like, I didn't like force you to work here. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> but if you think about Christianity, like our job is to serve people. Right. Right. Like our like the Bible says that Jesus did not come to be served, but to serve Mm. and to give his life as a ransom. That means like when we serve, I love that word ransom, because what it is, is like I'm paying the ransom for someone to be set free. So if you think about the idea of serving every time I'm serving someone, I am paying the ransom in some area of their lives to be Uh, set free. And the difference of like at, at a restaurant is, you know. You're going to deal with attitudes. See, as, as Christ followers, we're called to serve bad attitudes. We're called right. to serve even bad leaders Ooh. because it's not really about, yeah. you know, what they're doing for me. It's, it, it's what God's doing through me through serving. And so wow. I've just decided that if I want to be like Jesus, I have to be satisfied serving 
at every stage of my life. Wow. That's, there's a That's lot of a challenge try. in that. <laughs> it's, I don't know. it's a challenge. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, like everything you said is so true, mm-hmm. but the reality we live in is like this culture is you serve me, right? Like, I mean, build a name for yourself, build a brand for yourself, like Mm -hmm. become an influencer, like serve me. How do we wrestle with that tension of just like the reality of where we are as a culture and and just this kingdom culture? I think um, Paul summed it up in Romans 12 and and like one and two, and I'm going to paraphrase it, give you the the Jimmy Rollins Cliff Notes versions. But the King James Version says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you would offer your bodies as a living sacrifice. It goes on to say that this is acceptable. This is holy. This is pleasing to God. Uh, And it goes on to say, do not conform to the patterns of this culture and the patterns of this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. In other words, my mind has to be renewed in order for my perspective to be renewed, right? And so if my perspective is, is, you know, if I'm growing up and I have, I have a 20 year old and a 19 year old and the entitlement issues, Mm. like I, you owe me and I have a right. And, but like in Christ, we, we kind of, die to our rights, right? We die to our flesh, that that scripture Paul's talking about. Um, We're not conforming to the culture or the patterns of this world, but we're being transformed by the renewing of your mind. And so when I'm serving you, I'm seeing it as seed to salvation. Mm. So when I'm serving you, right, it's actually I'm planting seed in your heart that you're going to be wondering, like, why are you loving me the way you're loving me? Like, why are you serving me the way you're serving me? Yeah. Like, I'm a jerk. Like, you know, you, you, yeah. you, there's difficult people in the world. Yep. People don't think like us, act like us, or even like us. And we're called to serve those people. Mm-hmm. Like, if you think about Jesus, he served everybody. Like, he didn't pick and choose who he was going to serve. He Say didn't serve people who were nicer yeah. than other people. It actually says that while we were yet sinners, mm-hmm. Christ died for us. That's yeah. the ultimate act of servanthood for someone to die for you in your place. And so what that says to me in Romans, tying it all together is every time I'm serving someone, I'm dying to myself. Mm. Come on. That's tough. It's tough, ain't it? Yep. Come on. You you tell me now, why is that tough? Well, I think that people run from anything that is remotely uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. People run from anything tough. I don't think people would say we are a tough generation. We need to be. Um, you said that verse, offer yourself as a living sacrifice, mm-hmm. which is like a sacrifice, something that's dying. Every day. Every day. Yeah. Man, how have you, how is hard work, how is that toughness, how is that dying to yourself every day <laughs> kind of played out to get you to, to where you are and to the place where you can sow all the seed to bring yeah. salvation, man? Wow. I'll say it started with serving. Like, I'm 47 years old. You know, and I, like people like say, well, man, you know, look at what you're doing and look at where you're traveling and where you get to. Pre-. They have no idea. It started peeling potatoes for my parents for my mom's women's ministry, wow. you know, wow. on Saturday mornings and cooking sausage and bacon and cleaning toilets and serving. And, and what here, here, I didn't have any agenda. Mm. See, my serving didn't have wow. an agenda that if I serve one day, I'm going to. 
See, that's really not serving. That that's a little bit of working. Okay. Because working, okay. right? At the end of working, you are you have an expectation to receive something. Wow. That's a paycheck. You have an expectation to be rewarded mm-hmm. for something. At the end of serving, your expectation is what you gave away, not what you received. Right. And so think about this. It was said of David that David served the purposes of God and his generation. So that's in Acts 13. So David, he did a lot. He was a king. He was a worshiper. He was a warrior. He David was the man like David. But think about what it was said of David. In Acts, come on, this is the New Testament. It was said that he served the purpose of God when it's all said and done. You see, your life is a date that has a beginning date, the day you were born, and the day you die. In between that date is a dash, right? In other words, your life is a dash between two dates. What are you going to fill in the blank with? I want, I want the blank filled in with, he served the purposes of God. Jimmy served the purposes of God and his generation. Now, that's not easy. I like me. I like nice stuff. I, I, I like nice vacations. I like a nice hotel room. I get it. But I've never made it about that. And here's what right. the Lord, here is like how I function. This is my mantra. If you want to know what's the secret sauce behind Jimmy Rollins, which no one really cares. <laughs> Tell us. If you live an open-handed life, God will keep your hands full. Wow. Say it one more time. If you live an open-handed life, if you live to be known for what you give away, not what you keep, God will make sure you keep something. Wow. If you live an open-handed life, God will keep your hands full. And I'll tell you guys, like, where this came from. First Samuel chapter 9. Mm-hmm. Like, we all know that Saul, like, like, was disobedient, lost the kingdom, like, died, all that kind of stuff. Before all that, like, that's hindsight bias. Like, we can look at the Bible and it's like, man, Saul was a jerk. Yeah. But before Saul was a jerk, he was a good man. He was handsome, the Bible says. He was tall. He was, you know, stately. He came from a rich family. His dad's name was Kish. And in 1 Samuel 9, it said Saul's first. This is like his graduation. Before he became Saul, the king, he was Saul, the servant. How do I know? Because his first assignment was his dad told him to go out and find some donkeys. There we go. What? (laughs) Like, go look for donkeys. Didn't give him resources, didn't give him stuff, didn't give him a, a, a you know, a, a clan to kind of go with him, you know, didn't yeah. tell him where the donkeys were. He had to serve to find donkey. He had a donkey mission before he had a destiny mission. Hey, Whoa. love it. Do you think about that? Yeah. It didn't go well. Like, they couldn't yeah. find the donkeys. But if you read throughout that chapter, God had talked to Samuel and told Samuel, you're going to run into this guy, Saul. He is going to be, didn't know his name, he is going to be the king. He's going to be on a donkey mission. In other words, you have to be willing to serve your donkey mission before you serve your greater mission. You think about that. And so when we start thinking about serving like, man, I, all of us, there's a, there's a king in all of us. All of us want to be great. All of us want to be known for something. All of us want followers. All of us want, like, all of us want that. But before you have followers, can you follow somebody? Wow. Before you have influence, can you support someone else who has influence? Yeah. How about we, how about, let's say it this way. 
let's start sowing where we're trying to be going. Wow. And that's how I think about serving. I love that. Fantastic. Pastor Jimmy, I know like a lot of people look at your life and it's just like, I look like they aspire to how you love your family, yeah. how you build church, how you're sowing seeds. And, 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 and you gave us a glimpse of what the, the gap between where you were mm-hmm. and where you are now and a little bit of what's been in between. You said like, you know, shaving potatoes. Is that yeah. what it's called? Yeah. <laughs> shaving potatoes. Yeah, peeling potatoes. We're, yeah. we're going to get you doing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. One day. <laughs> um, I just buy them unpeeled. I don't right? know. I don't yeah. know. Is that a thing? Yeah, we'll, I don't know. <laughs> Pray for me. Um, but I would love for you to give us a little bit of a glimpse into some more of your donkey missions. Donkey missions. Like, what mission. does that look like? Well, it looked like... Um, it looked like never being able to speak on a stage. It looked yeah. like submitting. My mom used to make us submit sermons to her. And then she would like say, this is the worst sermon ever. Stop. Like she would beat them up. <laughs> wow. Uh, it looked like my first message. I'll never forget preaching my first message at my parents' church. I walked off the stage and my dad said, that was the worst message I've ever heard. Like it looked like losing a lot. Yeah. It looked like mm-hmm. process. You see... Like, we hate the word process, and I feel like I've been processed, like, my entire, like, even as a pastor, like, being processed through hurt and betrayal and disappointment and discouragement. Uh, I I think back to, to being kicked out of Bible college. I went to a Christian school in Valley Forge, and I got kicked out of Bible college three years in for a fight because someone said a racial you know, word to me and I put him in the hospital, yeah. you know, and I'm kind of, it's kind of weird cause I'm sort of proud of it, but maybe I shouldn't be. I don't know. Oh, anyway, hey, we'll that, yeah. you. I love <laughs> right. The kingdom of God suffered violent and the violent take it by force. Okay. Um, I'm joking. Don't fight. Um, but I remember going through that season thinking I'd lost everything and I, and I literally, it, it was a part of God growing something up in me to serve people. Like, it was like God doesn't want to elevate us, right? I, I feel like elevation comes from first deflation. Wow. Like, yes. going through some things where you're deflated, going through some things that are hard, going through some things that are difficult. And I think even, you know, you guys know a little bit about Irene and I's story. My wife, we married 22 years. As I said yesterday, it's been about the best five years ever. <laughs> but learning how to serve my wife as she walked through addiction. Yeah. You know, I was a pastor. I was ashamed. I was hurt. I was angry. Uh, even when she came back from rehab and, you know, I wasn't really trusting yet. And is she going to still drink and all this kind of stuff? Like I had to serve her. I had to serve her. And I realized that love always serves. Always. It always serves. It never stops thinking about others. It never stops laying itself down. It never stops believing for the best, you know, and I, and I, and I think about like, there's no better, and I'm married, there's no better person that for me to lay that out and to model that than my spouse. And if you think about love, like love doesn't, and I don't know if I'm giving you guys a relationship, maybe some of you are looking for, I know you're not, but uh, you know, I don't know where you're, you know, maybe you're single and ready to mingle, but, uh, Right. Uh, married. Love. But. Married. Yeah. Married. Maybe well, we someone who's filming. Person. Okay. Yeah, Maybe yeah, you're yeah. not. Don't yeah. do that. Yeah. Um, uh, love but you, Lisa. Here's what I found out about love. Yeah. Like in, in serving. Love doesn't say, you know what? I love you today because you love me. Love doesn't 
like decide. It just is. But it has to look for something that's not lovable in order to be called love. Because it's reconciling in nature. Like God is love. He didn't decide to love. He didn't make his mind up and says, you know, one day I think I'll love them. If they act right, I'll love them. No, no. It serves what it's not. Until what it's serving becomes what it's supposed to be. That's powerful. And, you know, Pastor Jimmy, I feel like the reality is a lot of us love to love people we love. Yeah. Right. That's true. Um, but I, I do think like, especially our generation, I feel like we find it easier to love everyone else. Yeah. But when it comes to our families and I'm not just talking about a spouse, but yeah. even like mom, yeah. dad, sister, brother, people that like drive us crazy. Or maybe there's like an estranged relationship yeah. between family dynamics. Um, how do we reconcile that? Like Oof. the closest people to us, I feel like sometimes get the worst of us. I think, let's see, that's, first of all, it's a great question, a great thought. I think that's where it's most powerful, yeah. right? Like, think about how close God is to us. I mean, the Bible says he'll never leave us nor forsake us, right? It even says that he's close to those who are brokenhearted, yeah. right? He's close to us. If we looked at people... Um, as sheep without a shepherd. If we looked at our loved ones and those who are close to us as an opportunity for us horizontally to show God's love horizontally so that they can experience it vertically. If we honestly believe that we're the tangible hands and feet of Jesus, then we'll recognize that God may never speak to someone audibly, but verbally through me. Wow. Oh, that's right. In other words, like if I'm the tangible hands and feet of Jesus, mm-hmm. how I respond to you, no matter how close we are, no matter how much you hurt me, is how they'll see Jesus. Wow. Man, that's so good. You see, we don't think about God like that. We think about God in worship services, <laughs> in the presence of God, in the anointing. But it's really played out in relationships. Yeah. And if you hurt me, how... I don't, you don't have to pay it off for me to forgive you because it's already been paid over 2,000 years ago. So good. Right? Like Mm -hmm. forgiveness is not, um, you saying I'm sorry is not a prerequisite for forgiveness. Mm -hmm. Because while we were yet sinners, Christ Christ died died for us. us. So is that not serving the purposes of God? Yeah. Is that not living out the great commission? Is that not, you know, uh, uh, because we've been forgiven, forgiven others? So I think God uses close relationships, right, to really equate how close we are to him. Whoa. Ooh. That's true. Ouch. That's mm-hmm. real. So when people hurt us that are close, it's like, are you close to me? Wow. So it's hard. And that's why I have to die to myself yeah. daily. I have a question because I, I, I so agree with you. How close you are to somebody, like God uses that as a kind of a measuring stick, mm-hmm. how close you are to him. Um, but so much of our lives, social media and online, like we have people that are far from us yeah. that we're hurt by, that we yeah. have unforgiveness against. 
Now, this, <laughs> the message that you preached uh, this year, a lot about compassion. So yeah. how do we have compassion on maybe people that we will never get to serve and love mm-hmm. that are so close to us? They're far. How do, how do we handle that tension? I mean, if you think about it, right, like if we were in a fight and I hurt you, I'd have to be close to you. Mm-hmm. I couldn't hurt you if I'm far from you. Right? Right. I think that we're so concerned about what people think about us that are far from us, that are in social media world, that are, you know, influencers and, and all that. And we, we are hurt by that because we really want approval from them. Wow. Yeah. Not realizing that God wants to really use us in some capacity to use our personal influence so that people get approved by him. But in order for those people not to hurt us, you got to be free from their opinions. That's right. And I, when, I was you guys, when I was your age, like, oh, my gosh, I so cared about what everybody thought about me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, and I still, like, wrestle with that. I don't know if you guys wrestle with that. Like, 100%. Yeah, it's real. But I think God's freed me from caring what they think about me. Mm-hmm. so that I can care about what God thinks about them. That's so good. Pastor Jimmy, how do you do that? Like, how do you, mm. how do you get free from that? Mm. I'd say this, pain. Like, if you think about it right now, I bet you you can think about somebody who's hurt you right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right? There's no greater teacher than pain. That's right. But maybe there is somebody else's. So if we started sharing our stories and then I can learn from your pain and I have to go through it myself. Mm -hmm. Right. But I think how I've gotten there is just pain. And now when someone hurts me, when someone says something, yes, I wrestle with the human fleshly part of, I want to punch you in the face. Yeah, I get that. Mm -hmm. Right. But if you see people, as their pain and not your problem. Like people don't want to wake up and like suck. Like they don't want to wake up and just be a jerk. Like today I'm just going to be an idiot, (laughs) right? Today I'm just going to hurt somebody. They don't wake up like that. They hurt people out of their pain. And if you realize that that wound that's poking at you, Mm -hmm. that you're trying to take on as your wound is actually their wound, then it won't annoy you. You'll bring oil to it. Wow. Yeah. The anointing of forgiveness. Mm-hmm. The anointing of not judging you because you sin differently than me, as I said yesterday. The anointing of I'm called to serve that hurt. And I may need some distance. Yeah. Come on. I might need some time. Mm-hmm. I might need to forgive you. Like forgiveness is a choice. Reconciliation is a process. And so I can forgive you, but then we're going to work on this relationship because I'm going to have some boundaries. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Right. But I, I think that that prerequisite of forgiveness begins, to, like, that's when the Holy Spirit comes in and begins to heal and, and all that, that good stuff. So it's hard. I, I love that you're talking about compassion because I think we all aspire to be, to be more compassionate. Yeah. yeah. Um, but we've also got, especially, I don't know if it's, if it's just me, but my Instagram is filled with very 
like strong-willed people that oh, have yeah. strong convictions and just like, you know, we've got some we've got some lines that are like this is what I believe. How do you wrestle with the tension of just compassion and oh, your wow. convictions? I'm so glad you asked that question. Cuz this is like I feel like a part of my life mission, diversity, right? And I'm not talking about diversity of just ethnic diversity, but maybe religion or maybe politics or maybe, you know, the way people think. What if our goal was not to think alike, mm. but to think together. In other words, what if I listen to you mm-hmm. to understand, but not to take my turn? Wow. Important. What if mm-hmm. diversity of opinion and thought and skin color and belief is actually the secret sauce to unity. Because if we all were alike and we all think alike, it would be uniformity, not unity. Right. How good and pleasant it is in Psalms 133 when brethren dwell together in unity, not uniformity. Right. It then says the anointing will come and there you can command a blessing. Mm-hmm. Well, if you look at Acts chapter 2, you know, when they on the day of Pentecost, they were all together in one house. It was Pente- it was Pentecost, they were all coming for Passover, you know, all over. They were all different, but they were on one accord. Right. Right? And then the, you know, the whole thing happened and, you know, the Holy Spirit moved out and then they begin to understand each other's language. Right. That was separated at the Tower of Babel. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because the Tower of Babel, they, had, they were unified around the wrong thing. Right. Now, in chapter book of Acts, they're mm-hmm. unified, unified around the right thing. And then the church was birthed. Come on, the flunky mm-hmm. Peter gets up and preaches a sermon. Three thousand were added. That's right. W- Pastor, what is that? That was different people coming together for one thing with different views, different opinions. Mm-hmm. But for one thing to see God move. And so my thought is, is what if I listen to understand, not to pick apart? What if Paul said this? He said this. uh, I forget where. But he said, I entered into their world. It's that that whole scripture about um, uh, I became all things to all people. The message version says, um, I entered into their world to try to experience things from their point of view. Mm hmm. Uh, I didn't try to take on their way of life. And then it goes on to say, I didn't sell out on myself. I did it because of the gospel. So here's the deal. We may not ever vote alike. Right? We may not ever think alike. We may not ever, you know, process alike. But the power and two different things coming together for one thing is kingdom. That's right. I don't need you to agree with me. I need you to love that I'm different, even if we don't agree. Right. Different thought. So good. You said something super key right there. And I think it ties back to everything we're talking about is like, we've got to listen. That's it. We've got to listen to understand people. And I think one of the best ways we can serve each other is just by hearing each other out. Rather than mm-hmm. talking first yeah. and posting first and, That's it. and laying it all out there, why don't we just spend some more time listening? I got a other. thought. Let's hear it. So I've got three <laughs> kids um, and 
two and a half are amazing. Um, <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> I remember my wife, we were married a year, two years. I was 24. She's 22. Uh, and she's like, we're pregnant. And I'm like, no, you're pregnant. <laughs> I'm not pregnant. And I went to this thing called the Moz class. Right. And it was crazy because I felt like it was like I shouldn't be there. Like other couples are there and they're, you know, helping each other learn how to birth a bait. Like it was just weird yeah. mm -hmm. breathing <laughs> all that. kind. Of, I'm like, what are we doing? Like, I don't like this. But then it prepared me. And I remember going to the delivery room. I said, it's time. My water broke. I'm ready. Everybody. You know what they taught me how to do? They taught me how to hold my wife's hand and help her breathe through pain that I'll never know what it feels like, wow. that I'll never experience. Wow. And if we, as a society and a culture, would be willing to enter into someone else's world, don't have to agree with them, don't have to know what they experienced, because we've never experienced it. That means if you never experienced it, you can't have an opinion on what level of hurt it should be or shouldn't be. That's right just commit as a Christ follower to hold their hand and help them breathe through it. That is fantastic. So good. Pastor Jimmy, thanks for, for coming out today. Absolutely. Talking to us, Young fun. and Adulting <laughs> Podcast. Tell us what's coming up next for you. How can we stay connected to, oh, wow. to be a part of your journey? Well, we would love for you to follow my wife and I in August are launching Two Equals One. And you All can right. go to the website, www.spellitout2equals1.com. And it, it is, it's a marriage ministry relationship. Mm -hmm. We want to not only help couples that are already married, but help couples prepare for marriage. Um, and they can subscribe to our page and yeah. all that good stuff. So www.2equals1.com. And you can follow me on I am Jimmy Rollins. Uh, it's my handle, my wife, uh, Irene Rollins. Yep. And, um, and I'm going to be here. I'm gonna be here. I love Wells Palm. Y'all right. might see love me. Y'all might see me a lot more than you think. Getting your palm trees on. <laughs> I love it, Pastor Jimmy. Thank you for spending some time with us today, Absolutely. Young and Adulting. We love you. We'll see you soon. Absolutely. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Young and Adulting. Don't forget to tune in Thursdays at 7:30 p.m. on our YouTube channel and follow us on Instagram at cf.youngadults. And if there's a topic you'd like to talk about, we want to hear about it. Send us an email or leave a comment with your thoughts. We'll see you next time.